outside you're so unwelcome Sunshine creeping across my floor The city bus is driving through my window And I can't sleep anymore Evil is standing in my doorway Death perched at the foot of my bed Destruction's all around, oh, I know it's coming down. There's troubled days ahead. Welcome to the Country Brothers Podcast. I am Dominique Johnson. This is Dewan Johnson. And we and got, I am we, we got, Justin. A, we got a, come man, on, man. See, man, you see, stepped see, on you your shit. I'm out here trying to give Justin an illustrious introduction. This nigga man. just said, Justin, like, motherfucker's supposed to know who you are. Motherfucker no, said, I'm the pastor. I don't like the pressure. You know what? You know what? Now, now, nigga. Hey, introduce yourself. D- uh, explain How are you yourself. Introduce me. Nah, I ain't introducing you now. Explain yourself. Explain our history. <laughs> explain why you on the podcast, nigga. You, you, you want to do this? You want to be the daddy? <laughs> Out of pappy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let Go me ahead. hear it. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. You, Justin. You, you told them before I could. <laughs> say, end of story. <laughs> Go, go, go ahead and uh, let 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 him know. What, what's 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 going on? What 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 you got? Let's see. I think I I met the country brothers in seventh grade. See if I introduce myself, I'm gonna tell the stories about how you're a bully. <laughs> you were alpha male, alpha male wrestler. <laughs> I don't think that's how you want your uh, listeners to. Don't say to alpha you. male. <laughs> Meathead. He was a fucking meathead. meathead. Yeah, okay. you know what? When when I was in junior high, high school, yeah, I was a meathead. But I, I was hey, but I was very likable. Yeah, by other meatheads. People, people liked me. I was fun <laughs> to be around. I was good at sports. You know, I was coming to you. Why your twin such an asshole? <laughs> Nobody okay, ever give said a, that. Give me everybody loved me. All right, I, I, I'm now your introduction is gonna be whack. I'm That's not gonna fine. give you the good introduction like I wanted to. No, nah, give me the right, good y'all. introduction. No, nigga, I'm gonna give him the introduction that I want to get that he deserves. I want you to set the earned. bar low. So if I do anything positive on this podcast, then uh, people will be surprised. Set the bar real low. All right, so fair enough. All right, I am Dominique Johnson. This is Dewan Johnson, and today we have a guest. He's a friend from back in the day. He's still living in Phoenix, Justin Capello. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having Man, me. Man, I had so much cool shit to say. Well, no, you didn't. But so much cool shit. He eats gabagool. He eats gabagool. One time we here, uh we raced. We we uh raced drunk in a field when we were in uh college and he beat me. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Shit, I feel bad about it because I think you were still fat at the time. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it was before you got big. I was like, I why could was be I, Justin. Why was I like the white measuring stick? <laughs> Duan, Duan literally said he would eat dirt if I dunked before him. I had to beat you in a race. It's just that, just the white man's hate, but kind of your friend person. And yeah, just, I mean, you, was, just, you was around. Yeah, I was around. And even though I didn't do a good dunk, I did grab the rim a couple times. Then I got lazy. Don't nobody believe that. I did. I mean, I think we were talking about eight-foot hoops, but we were young. No, 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 no. Ten-foot, baby. I don't even think DeJuan could grab the net on a ten-foot hoop. (laughs) Crazy. Not anymore. 
I can barely dribble a basketball. Shit. Anyway, today uh, we gonna we, we gonna talk about old brother where art thou? Uh, we asked Justin to be on because he uh, he considers himself a bit of a cinephile. I figured I always watching movies and shit. He likes Boondock Saints, Fight no, I'm Club. Not gonna, I'm, not, um, I'm not gonna put that evil on him. I just like the outlandish documentaries, and I'll watch a documentary on anything. I think I put you guys on King of Kong. You did. That's something oh, that man, they got people. us into King of Kong. Yeah. And that dude, King of I, Kong. ain't that dude dead? I don't no. know. The the bully dude, did he die? No, he got I'll in have trouble to look for it some up. other crazy shit. Stainless Steel. <laughs> Stainless Steel, I've watched multiple times. It's just the human psyche that I'm interested in. All right. I get it. I fucks with it. So we can uh, dive, before we, can we dive start talking this? about uh before we start talking about the movie, you do you have any country music that you like? Like a song, a artist, like something that you period family reunions, you like, all right, this is all right. No. Damn. It's a hard, fast no. I did see Billy Ray Cyrus in concert, but it was a halftime show, so I was kind of held hostage, but I was, you know, I was okay. Yo, lady, don't fuck with country music? No. No, not necessarily. I mean, I was around it a lot, so I can, I, I definitely tap my toes, but I can't really, like, I can't get into any specifics. My dad always had, like, bluegrass on. That fucks with it, so you got to make sure you come to the auntie party. I don't know if we're going to listen to any country music at the auntie party. Just a lot of Mary J. Blige. Oh, I didn't uh, know everyone was privy to the auntie party, so you can explain what an auntie party is. Well, uh, obviously, you didn't listen to the uh, that episode yet, so uh, I see. Damn. Maybe Damn. you don't deserve a good... Uh, maybe that's why you didn't deserve a good introduction. But you, you have know, cool you aunt, aunties, though. I, I it's yeah, we got an auntie that's the that's the that's the black auntie like fucking benchmark. She Justin, your she, auntie's like that uh like that commercial uh expired expired. <laughs> no, they're not that old, but but yeah, it's a lot of house. I definitely hope you not, can feel it. Definitely not a party. <laughs> yeah, so you need to make sure you come. We we might throw on some country music just for you, so you can some auntie country music. Uh, in between the Mary J. Blige and Anita Baker. Any specific drinks? What do aunties drink? What do aunties serve? They just uh, get hammer wasted. Yeah, just, just wine. They drink wine. There's gonna be a lot of wine there. A lot of shit talking. Try and get some, try and get some wine coolers. Try and get some uh, obviously margaritas. We'll probably have to make some margaritas. Yeah, it's gonna be some margaritas. It's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. So uh you guys listening to anything? I know that's how you start the show. Oh shit, you do listen. I do uh listen. the new Elijah Ocean. Elijah Ocean just dropped a new album, and I think it's uh it's gonna go down as a, a stone cold classic. Literally it's no gonna, skips on that album. It's, it's gonna say we we gonna say it's the best album of the year since Yola, and then when uh Joshua Ray Walker comes out with his album, then we'll be like, that's the best album of the year. Because his shit comes out either next week or the week after. But that Elijah Same. Ocean is is dope as shit. Listen to the Elijah. You got some Country Brothers homework. Listen to that okay. Elijah Ocean uh, and uh, report back. I think you'll like it. Would I like Elijah Ocean more than I like Twin Peaks? Yeah. Yeah, no. absolutely. 100%. There. there. The Twin Peaks reference is, is 
It's gone. It's used. Also, no, there, there is one that's coming up that I know no. y'all don't know about. So, But I, I do have one ready and locked and loaded for this movie, for the real heads out there. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. So, yeah. all right. Oh, brother, where art thou? So, the movie starts. It, did, it, it Immediately, I was like, oh, this is it kind of piqued my interest. They had the chain gang, and they was breaking rocks. And I was wondering, why, like, is there a purpose to them breaking rocks, like, why do they need to make these big rocks into little rocks? <laughs> or is it just, just like you just you just out there breaking rocks? Like I get it's like, let's give holes. these criminals the hardest task that's not productive. But why got to do it, it? But as something productive, why oh, not I get something know. out of it? Maybe they use the rocks to throw the rocks at the people that was breaking the rocks. Uh, gotta be some. See, it's some nefarious shit. So you you think like the little white slave uh, owner kids will use those little rocks for uh, to pelt them later? Yeah, like in a slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah, they broke this rock for this. What else no one told use? me. They ain't using it. What? Do you, yeah. What do you? Yeah. I don't know. Also, I just found out that that song is a real song from an actual chain gang. And they they use that song, so that's 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 a cool bit of uh, of actual tidbits. Damn, the one out here doing research. I'm proud of you. I did minimal research, but I did find that illuminating. Okay, okay. And then the uh, the first actual song that comes on is uh, "Big Rock Candy Mountain," and basically the the whole conceit of the song is that it's like. A is usually A, but what if it was B? Like, oh, uh, Phoenix, but it's 70 degrees all year. Or cops, but cops aren't fucking dickheads. Is it like Atlanta Morissette's uh, ironic? No. Is it like, is it like, uh, is it like the Tracy Chapman song? I got a fast car. What? (laughs) In what way would it be? You just I don't know. You just thought of like a, what what you just is that is that your A to C? Is it the okay, is it the antithesis of the Alanis Morissette ironic song? What's the antithesis of irony? I don't know. You tell me, Mr. Uh I'm I majored in uh English. I would imagine the antithesis of irony would just be honesty. Straightforwardness, right? right? Yeah. So I think okay. So the the antithesis to that song would be: uh, Have you ever heard the song "Real Death" by Mountain Joy? No. There's this band Mountain Joy because uh, they because they don't they don't. It's just MT Joy, and so I never went to listen to them because I needed to spell out the whole word Mountain. Well, at least Joy. listen to the song uh, uh, "Real Death" because it's about the dude uh, the dude who was in his band with his wife. Uh, she died, and he wrote the song about it. And like, there's no everything he says is just a statement of fact in the song. Like, there's no like, like art, like oh, artistic flourish. I did to hear it. that song. I did hear that song because I remember I listened to it and I said I never want to hear it again. It's fucking brutal. Yeah, that <laughs> might be rough. 
the saddest song I've ever heard in my life. Just because it's like, this ain't even a song. See, I might like that. That man just getting easy. Just hit me with the facts. Out. Yeah, you know what, Justin? That's that's your uh, second part of your Country Brothers homework. Listen to uh, Real Death by Mount Joy. And uh, let me know what you think of that. So, what, what, what do y'all guys uh, think about the movie, like, the, the beginning? Like, is it, did, did, it, did, it, did it keep your interest? Is it? Well, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. So, I, I love the beginning of the movie. It's from the beginning when, he's, when, when they're just doing the... Because uh, I consider the beginning all the way up until they meet, uh, they meet the blind man. You go, I have... No name. <laughs> that part right there, so dope. I named him. Uh, I, I wrote a note. I said I named the blind train nigga, blind <laughs> train nigga. That's his name because I feel like it's disrespectful if you meet somebody they say they don't got a name. You don't get. What if he name. had no job? Where was he going? What was he doing? I've got a lot of these questions. I've got a lot of these questions for this, this movie. I have he's an a, answer. He's a, he, he was a wandering soul. I don't, I don't think he was wandering. I just think he was, uh, he, okay. So back in the day, the, the, the train tracks, they didn't have like the, the science and the technology that we have today. Right. So like every single day you needed a blind train nigga to like do like the one man cart to keep cart. the train tracks on the ground. Otherwise the moles, the, the moles who live under the train tracks, these are, these are giant human-sized moles, mind you. The moles who live under the train track will come up and disrupt it. But if they knew the blind train nigga had come by, it keeps them at bay for one more day. So from, from like Washington State to the tip of Florida and, you know, crisscrossing all over, it's just a whole, like, system of blind train niggas going before and, and after mo- trains. And, and, and mole-sized... Or uh, man-sized moles. Yeah, but they kept under... the, the the moles at bay. Okay, okay. That got cut now, out. What of if the, the little... they got cut out of the movie. Now, what if the little boy shot one of the moles and be like, "Y'all here from the bank?" And he just one of them kids that just like shooting animals. The little boy who spelled R U N N O F T. That kid's fucking rad. Y'all here from the bank? I'm supposed to shoot man from the bank. <laughs> nah, that that that, that so, little dude was hilarious. I was like, I want There were so many little characters in this movie so that I like. I just want to see a whole movie. Yeah, that's him. yeah. Me too. <clears throat> He's like the original ring doorbell. Yeah. Like, like what what happened with that kid when he went home? That's that's he had what to I mind his pa. That's what he had to do. It's just him speaking back at the of, house just doing chores. I'd watch that movie. Speaking of speaking of his pa, that character or the 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 actor is on season three of Twin Peaks. He plays a he plays a pretty dope character, like the last like the last probably episode fourteen or something like that. But his name in the movie in this movie is called Wash Hog Wallop. <laughs> what do you go? I got to do for me and mine. <laughs> We're eating some nasty ass food. Horse. I love this movie. Was it horse? Yeah, it was horse. 
Yeah, because he called him a, a, a horse eating bastard or something like that. Horse was, oh, that okay, was about yeah. to turn. Oh, yeah, more yeah, you're right. See, I've seen this movie a thousand times, and it only took you once to get the nuance of See, the horse meat. Here, here's here's the real nuance. That whole that whole scene with the cops was like just showing you how like shitty cops are. But like, y'all remember like last year, last summer when there was like the uh, protests and stuff. And like out of nowhere, there would be a like a, a old ass burnt up cop car who just magically appears, like in the middle of a street, like a bait car, mm-hmm. or like pallets of bricks would just show up. See that, that they they set their own cop car on fire in Old Brother Without Thou, so they could justify going to harass the Soggy Bottom Boys. The 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 Cohen brothers are very progressive. Very well, remember later on when when they meet uh the the that Robert Johnson character who's supposed to be a Robert Johnson character, he says I met the devil. And he's like, no, the devil looks just like y'all, white as y'all, and got uh eyes as dark as night. That was that that was the sheriff, and that's the cops too. Simi, did you almost turn it off at that point? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't be spreading that that kind of uh, nonsense. If you got picked up by the soggy bottom devil boys, was you was uh, asked to describe the devil. How would you describe the devil? Man got horns. Like a like a Viking. No, nah, you know, whoever whoever works the front desk at the IRS. So yes, all right, probably white. <laughs> Damn. So not even somebody with some actual power, just a motherfucker who's like a front desk person who like yeah tells people they work at the IRS, but they really don't. They're like a temp. Right. Motherfucker said, "Fill out this form." That's it. All right, that that is the devil. I'm with it. I fucks with it. So then, like the next big set piece is the uh, the uh, the river where they uh, they they finally escape because they tried to get on the train and then they couldn't because uh, homeboy couldn't get on and they all got jumped off. And then they go to the cops, but then they go to that uh, that river to see people get baptized. That? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, hold on. Before that, isn't before that they go? Uh, my man's trying to get his hair jelly, and he's like, "I don't want fop. I'm a dapper damn dapper man." Damn man. <laughs> that's what. That's probably one of the best scenes of the whole movie. Yeah. He's like, hey, he's like, "Watch your mouth, young fella. This is a family market. Now I can get you your fop. It'll be two, two to three weeks." The, the best part is, and then like the the next few scenes you see him, his hair is still fucked up. Like he'd rather have <laughs> fucked up hair than not. Yeah, use he his got his hat on. That man said, "No, I'm a very uh, particular don't use hair. They don't wear hi- hair nets for anything, other than serving food in a cafeteria." Apparently, don't. I don't want that myth to come across as for y'all that that that's what white people do. Yeah, but this might have been what white people had to do back in the day. See why? I don't know. He had to he had to keep his hair jelly in line. Did white people's you, hair evolve? Well, cause well, cause remember when he was hanging out with uh with uh with the with the cousin that uh fucking dimed them all out to the cops. He was putting his comb into the uh into the into the little dapper dance shit. Yeah. The pomade. How, how do you think? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mambo Italiano. Uh, 
that dude. How how you think he get his hair laid like that? You think it's Dapper Dan? You gotta be in a hairnet. Hmm. What kind of? I'm gonna look think, into this. You think Tony Bennett uses hair jelly? Yes. Or a hairpiece. He has to. You know what? Yeah, that man. He. I didn't realize he was 95 years old. Damn. I thought he was dead. To be honest. I was, that man is 95, and he was still touring. His doctor said, you can't tour no more, so you had to cancel. And he that was like, was he was like, Afangu. <laughs> Ain't that the cuss word? Hey, I didn't want this, this podcast to turn racist. <laughs> Amulian. Let me back it up, though. Let me back it up, though. So so do you like, do you prefer these movies where they just have like a, a broad scope? You don't know when the movie starts, what they're in jail for, how they escaped. You don't know the plan. It is kind of reveals itself i think if the characters are uh i think if the characters are interesting and then you have interesting side characters and it it keeps moving forward and they have a goal because they have a goal at the beginning so i think the the particulars in my opinion aren't important like i don't care about anything before i don't care about like seeing how they got to the next thing like they just did it and i'm cool with it because it keeps moving forward and you keep going to a new interesting uh uh moment in the right. movie a new location completely different people do you guys ever notice that that right when uh pete john Turturro and george clooney are about to argue about who's the leader or what they're about to do something interrupts them i think it's the first time is the the hand cart the blind guy and i know you already mentioned the uh baptism that was the second time where they're getting into it I thought that was pretty interesting. Like they never had like a yeah, they never had like yeah. a I wonder if that was on purpose. Oh shit, it had to be. Maybe yeah. if it was a different director other than the Cohen brothers. I, I don't think if if you notice something, I guarantee you that they did that shit on purpose. And it's also based on the uh what the Odyssey. I ain't never read that shit cuz I I was a a bully in high school. Yeah. So I didn't uh I wasn't a nerd, but I, I I get the gist. Well, another thing I read is that the Coen brothers never read it either. And they just got it like, you know how one of those things is like, oh, the cliff notes. I know about, well, not, no, not even that. They know about like, like I knew about the part of Dog Day Afternoon when he just starts yelling Attica just through pop culture and just through, it's just been around for so long. That's how they know about a lot of the stuff from the, uh, from the Odyssey. So it was just like, I don't know. We wrote it, and I guess it's somewhat like the Odyssey, but... What if in Dog Day Afternoon, instead of yelling uh, Attica, they yelled Gattaca? Anybody can answer you the like question. You like that movie? Do I like that movie? I don't like that movie. I love that movie. I don't like it. But but I need you to answer my question. Both of you, either one of you can. Instead of Attica, what what if, what if they were yelling Gattaca? Yeah, but so so would that mean that, the, uh, that his boyfriend is going to... His whole thing, he wants to go to space? I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. <laughs> I'm just asking questions. Maybe where they can both be accepted and not go to prison. You know what? Fair. I don't think Dewan's ever seen Gattaca. It ain't a space movie. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was a space you movie. You thinking of Galaxy Quest. I was thinking of Battlestar Galactic. <laughs> <laughs> Gattaca has uh, the dude from... Uh, What's that movie? Ethan uh, Hawke. Before Sunrise and Before Sunset. Yeah. Ain't that where he met old girl? Who? Uh, Kill Bill. Uma Thurman. Yeah. Now they met on the streets. They met at a Jack oh, in the Box. Yeah. 
Is that back when Jack in the Box was like the it was actually a dollar and not two dollars? Yeah, I think Uma Thurman was uh fingering an employee in the in the butt. <laughs> and Ethan Hawke was like, Damn, you wanna be in this movie I'm 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 about to be in? She was like, Shit, I ain't got nothing else to do. Pulled her finger out she that said, dude's Why butt. Not? <laughs> Went to Hollywood. Yeah, ru- rumor has it. It was the one on uh uh Sunset and Kawanga. And uh <laughs> <laughs> and that dude still works there. Like he has a he has a, a permanent job because he got fingered by uh, Uma Thurman in 1998 or whenever that movie came out. You guys didn't get a kick out of uh, George Clooney. Anytime he woke up startled, he would always talk about his hair. Hell yeah, that shit was, that shit was, so, was so. There's like so many little details about his hair. I couldn't figure it out, and I'm like, you know, I kind of knew the story. I was like, all right, he's not. There's no treasure. He's going to get his his wife or whatnot. So it reminded me of like uh, that dude from of mice and men. Curly, the man kept his hands soft with the the Vaseline in the glove. Come Damn, on, guys! See, that's a, I, I, I look. I was a bully in high school. You can't be bringing up <laughs> shit that you read in high school. The man kept his hands soft for his wife. So I feel like George who, Clooney was who, just the, his the main hair. character. No. This motherfucker talking about auxiliary characters <laughs> of mice and men. <laughs> I never heard such things, man. I probably read it when I didn't even know why you might need a soft hand. All right. For the, was it was it for speaking, the ladies? Yeah. For the ladies, yeah. That makes sense. Speaking of speaking of soft hands and auxiliary characters, who was y'all's favorite like secondary character in the movie? I think my favorite secondary character was uh I really like the dude that uh, Stephen Root played, just because I yeah. the uh, the blind dude who was uh, who who recorded him the first time they recorded as the Soggy Bottom Boys. Just because yep. Stephen Root is, he's he's always gonna be the best dude who just shows up in your movie and then leaves. He's just he's so fucking funny. The look on his face is hilarious. Voice of Bill Dotree. Hell yeah. Office so I'm, I'm gonna go with Stephen Root. I'm gonna go with Stephen Root. You know what? I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say George Babyface Nelson because <clears throat> that man came in, <laughs> yeah. came in happy. That man had no fear. That man was shooting at the cops and then went into another bank. I would say he's my favorite because he wanted. I wanted more from him. I needed to know. I needed to know why he didn't want to be called Babyface. Cause wasn't that what that had to been based off a real like a real dude? I think right? so. I think there was like a gangster called Babyface back in the day. Yeah, just kind of sure. like how the dude was supposed to be Robert Johnson. Like, yeah, that kind of seems. But the 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 funny thing, and I really like the uh, Babyface character too, because like you were saying, he's so uh, he was so like happy and carefree when he's like shooting at the cops, and he goes into the bank. And he, keep in mind, he been calling motherfuckers flat-footed, pigs, <laughs> shooting the niggas, talking about, I'm going to kill everybody here. This woman whispers, I think that's babyface. And he, he his whole demeanor changed. Little man look at he was about to cry. Yeah. Like, You've been talking shit. You've been calling people all kind of names. One person call you babyface, and you, you lose it. So I need to know the right. story behind that. So he comes, he does his thing, has a bag full of money, disappears. I think I think some money, what money, some money dropped out of his bag, and and uh, he took the rest of it, which he didn't care, he didn't about. care about. It all he cared about was robbing banks. And then he shows back up at the end. He was caught, but about he was super happy. Hanged. That yeah. part, that the the ending, yeah. I loved. I thought that was super dope. 
going to the yeah, electric was chair. Like, Guys, we're doing Happy. it. I'm gonna be shooting laser beams out of my hand. <laughs> I think uh I think my favorite character is probably the uh the dude who uh talked to him about the 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 shop owner who was just like fucking I don't carry Dapper Dan, I, I carry Fop. And they just I just thought that was so cool. And the reason why I think it's so cool is because there's a there's a part on uh there's a part on uh, the other Coen Brothers movie, uh, No Country for Old Men, where the the sugar character who's out here murdering people uh, was asking the lady for some information. And the lady goes, I'm sorry, I can't give out that information. And she says it just like that. And I'm like, damn, people actually talk like that. It was so cool. To Javier Bardem? Yeah, he she... she Xavier, Xavier, uh, throw that part in there where she tells him, I'm sorry, I can't give out that information. But also right after that, uh, play a Sting interview from uh, the 1988 Starcade. Where does it work? Sir, I ain't at liberty to give out no information about our residents. Where does it work? Did you not hear me? We can't give out no information. Why? It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Brothers in paint, what happened to that? Before I get intense about that situation, I want to thank everybody who sent me flowers, letters, and cards, and everything else behind the stinger. Thank you very much. It sounds corny, but thank you anyway. I can't believe this. Brothers in paint, look at it. Look at this right here. I didn't know we could have Xavier Bam. throw stuff in like that. I would have Bro, had way more notes. Just, hey, ha- have Xavier throw in whatever, whenever you get an itch, baby. <laughs> Tell Xavier to throw something in. <laughs> hey, Justin, what do, what hey, do you want Xavier, Xavier to play right now? Throw some laser sounds in here real quick. <laughs> See how easy that is? That's it's nice. fucking perfect. Bam. But yeah, I, I, I love that character. And, it, and the, the, the best part about that other character in No Country for Old Men is how she just looks and looks this dude, this stone cold killer dead in the eyes. And just like, I don't know what to tell you. You ain't getting this information. And it was just dope. I loved it. And that character reminded me. He just, hell, he looked uh, George Clooney's character dead in the eye and was just like, I don't know what to tell you. I can get it to you in two to three weeks. Yo, my man, you want some fop or not? I got you. Hey, you there's to... a line behind you. What's, what's happening? What's happening, bro? Hair jelly's hair jelly, damn it. I mean, is it though? Is it though? I mean,. I do got some less jam at the house, but I don't really use it as much. Yeah, you need some Murray's. I got Murray's at the house too, but my hair ain't long. I could have used some use more um, information on the on the hitchhiker who sold his soul to play the guitar. I needed to know how big did he get. Well, the, he's he's supposed to be uh, like a like a one to one to uh, Robert Johnson. So I, I think it's a, it's expected that you know who Robert Johnson is okay. to get that character. Uh, do you know who Robert Johnson is? No. I'll explain it real quick because uh, that is the whole background. Robert Johnson was a dude uh, from back in this time who apparently was like bad at the guitar, but he really wanted to be good. So he left and then he came back like what a year and a half or two years or something later. And was like dope as fuck at the guitar. Yeah. But people were like, oh, he sold his soul to the devil. And he just kind of like went along with it. And was like, yeah, I sold my soul to the devil. 
but I mean, he probably just practiced a lot. <laughs> I like that though. It's <laughs> like the so yeah. And That's like I, the opposite of up, getting babyface as a nickname that you don't want. This man just went with the with the rumor. Yeah, and oh yeah, this dude ended up in a better position than Robert Johnson because Robert Johnson got poisoned uh, by I, I think. If I recall correctly, and I'm not gonna look it Wasn't up. Wasn't it a jaded lover? I, I think it was some some uh dude who was like who Robert Johnson was messing with his old lady, and they hey, and they who? uh poisoned him like at the bar, and I think somebody was like, "Hey man, don't drink that." And he was like, "I'm Robert Johnson. I'm a huge fucking alcoholic. I do drugs," and uh he ended up dying later on that day. But uh, hey, Justin, that's more homework for you. Listen to Robert Johnson. That's where that's where the blues. That's, that's the first blues dude. All right. I remember when I worked at when I worked at Zia, like on Sundays, you would play like, I don't know, just chill out like jazz music or or the blues or something a little bit more chill before you before noon hits and you just start playing like loud, random nonsense. And every time, like the the, the hipster cast that worked there was always be like, Man, I, I I like the blues too, and they'll play like Lead Belly or some shit before Lead Belly, like this old slave time ass music. And I'm like, y'all listen to like, is this the? And apparently it's called like primitive something, like primitive folk or something like That's that. That's racist. That's what people are calling it these. It's, it sounds racist as fuck, right? And I and I was just like, y'all listening like Bobby Blue Bland or or even Buddy Guy. Like everybody knows Buddy Guy. Put on some BB King. I don't like that stuff. It ain't authentic. I'm like, oh, but what fucking music that my fucking great grandma probably listened to while she was picking cotton? That's right up your alley. <laughs> Fuck out of here! I do not want to hear this on a Sunday. Is that what you play while you're doing your uh, your algebra two homework? Right. I'm like, man, if you don't get the fuck out of here with that, then I was like, all right, I, and I pull it on like ZZ Hill or something, something fun. They're like, I don't like this. Like, y'all got some, y'all got some issues. Y'all need to work out. Those are the those are the cats that, that say they want to vote for Bernie Sanders, but then vote for Trump just cause. That's that's those kind of cats. I voted for that booty. Did y'all see that meme that said <laughs> "Titty Man" are Republicans? No, <laughs> it's kind of true. You can't trust a dude that's like, "I like boobs." Look, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a, I'm a lay it out flat on the Country Buzz podcast. I don't. I don't dislike boobs. I love boobs. Boobs are cool, boobs, but the, the whole thing is great. The, the whole top to bottom. You got. I'm. I. I like all of it, but I do like a big fat booty. I like a big fat booty. You guys already know I'm a butt man. That's why we became friends uh, in seventh grade. Well, when you was in the seventh grade, or that's why y'all became friends, and I was being mean. I was about to say he kind of came late yeah. to the party. Yeah, to wrestle with your own demons first, become a regular. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know, I had to be on the wrestling team, and you know, was this, to, this butt state. man versus boob man conversation on a previous podcast as well? No, this this is the first iteration, no. so you oh. know we might have to bring it back. Okay. I I contend uh, that Alan Jackson before nine eleven was a butt man, and then after nine eleven, he was like, well, I can't like butts anymore; it's too ethnic. Makes sense. And uh he became a, a boob man. The uh I think like the next big set piece and probably like one of one of my favorite like sections 
of the movie is the uh, sirens. Yeah. And I, I wrote in my notes, uh, have you ever seen a chick so fine that you had to bite your whole entire fist? Was it the second girl? I think, I mean, I think they all fine. Okay. I don't know, because I, I was thinking, I was like, which one is the finest? And I don't know if I could say one is finer than the other. And that's the whole point of being a siren, baby. Were you extra intrigued that they were doing laundry and that's a woman's job, as you would say? As I would say? As you- <laughs> I don't think anybody on the Country Brothers podcast would say anything like that's that. That's who would say. Just to be clear. <laughs> that's so, uh, the, the, the first thing that did pop into my mind, though, is, uh, okay, so normally, let's say, uh, let's say that we went out, right? And it's like three of us, and then we go somewhere and there's three girls. And it's like, all right, cool. Three to three. What's the count, fellas? Let's do this. But here's the problem. Here's the problem with uh, the way that it's presented in this movie. You out here with a young George Clooney. Those sirens ain't going with you. You be- Hey, pick up a book. Because uh, George Clooney is leaving with all three of them. No, no, no. And here's the other thing. And then if they do start, me- like when I was messing with Delmer, and then I bet Delmer was just like, uh, something gotta be up. Yeah, he's like, I nah, like this somebody, ain't right. Somebody about to get turned into a horny toad. Yeah, Delmer was like, uh-uh, nah, uh-uh, this ain't never happened. <laughs> nah, no, not but today. He said they're all gonna fornicate. I mean, that's that's him talking strong uh, way after the fact. That's him saying, man, I could have, <laughs> man, I would have got laid, but shit, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, we was on this adventure and shit, you know, I'm uh, must have been whiskey. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to get this treasure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why I yeah, did that no. scene as well, though, because, I mean, that might be a, a tip of the cap to, to Odyssey as well. Oh, it for did, sure I is. I think the sirens uh, and the whole mythological yeah. background with them. They didn't want, I mean, yeah. But even then, George Clooney, I think George Clooney's handsomeness is more powerful than oh, a siren you. song. You see what I'm saying? They gonna, they, they gonna, turn them out. I think I think the sirens would be willing to risk it all. I but no, nah, uh, Pete looked like he about to risk it all, <laughs> and he kind of did. I mean, he said it's it's worth getting <laughs> worth getting put back in jail for this one moment. I mean, it was bad. Did you dig the song? I love this song. You and me and the devil makes three. Exactly. Play a little bit of this song. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, all all the songs are great, but I think this might be when, when you get three people. Because I think it was uh, who was it? And I'm not gonna look it up, but I think it was Jillian Welch, Allison Krauss, and fuck who 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 was the third person? I don't know. It's always a third person. You know, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say uh, Anita Baker for now, unless you want to look it up. But I'll man, look it up. Those harmonies were so sweet. And you never got tired of them just repeating it over and over and over. It's just a just just a goddamn delightful song. And they all just got the purdiest voices you ever heard. I just looked it up and it was uh Whitney Houston. Dope. Dope. Whitney Houston. Two thousands era Whitney Anita Houston. Baker. And Yo Yo. I'm pretty sure one of the Coen brothers 
was a really big fan of like that early uh that early ice those early ice cube records and was a big fan of yo yo as well. Yeah, I think that's why they had Bootsy Collins so. playing bass during this song. If you listen real close, you yeah, can hear like I, a lot of funky slap all throughout this whole all throughout this whole movie. But you gotta have a discerning ear. T Bone Burnett turned it down a little too much and Bootsy was a little upset. But Hey man, I guess it was for the better because this this movie won a bunch of uh won a bunch of Grammys and music awards. Hey, Xavier, play uh play I'd rather be with you. No. I mean still play it, but the uh the the, the song, what's the the song that we were just talking about actually called? Uh Go to Sleep Little Baby. Uh oh, the siren song. Play Go to Sleep Little Baby, but also put a funky bass line behind it. And and see if it see if it matches up right. I'm assuming that shit That's is gonna magic. be funky as fuck. Yeah. Go to sleep, you little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Your mama gone away and your daddy's gonna stay till leave nobody but the baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. That was out of control. Xavier would be like, you're gonna have to pay me extra. <laughs> <laughs> that took time did y'all outside of that song which I, i'm assuming we all liked was there another song that uh that you enjoyed was there like a favorite uh i like the, the siren song and i like the song that they recorded that was pretty dope well, yeah you guys know wait, wait, george wait. clooney didn't sing his part right when the singer's dan Taminsky, right yep no yeah yeah uh, I think, uh yeah I the think, dude from uh, uh Union Station. Uh, Allison Cross in Union Station. I think Delmer sang his part though. Did he? From what I read, yeah. Delmer, yep. That's the Buster Scruggs dude, right? Yeah. Also, my man from The Watchmen. Oh yeah, Damn, he that's was. right. He was in The Watchmen. Speaking of T Bone Burnett, I tried to do a little little deep dive on him. I was intrigued because I, I saw that he played played the drums and produced a song called Par- "Paralyzed" from Legendary Stardust Cowboy, but that shit was terrible. <laughs> Legendary Stardust Cowboy. Wait, what is that? That's the record. Paralyzed is a song. He did the drums, so I'm like, let me see how he how he does. And it, he's not the problem. Whoever's singing it though, sounds like uh, Yoko Ono. You hear that bitch try to sing? <laughs> Yell or this dude? Oh, yeah. Yesterday, speaking of speaking of her, uh, yesterday. I was hanging out with my uh, friends, uh, Brian and Emma. Uh, and real quick, Emma's the one who was saying that uh, "Cover Me Up" is a sex song. So I put the uh, I, I put that poll up on our uh, Instagram. Uh, is it is oh, it a yeah, sex yeah. song or a love song? And most people uh, chose love song. But the only reason I bring it up is yesterday we were just talking and hanging out, listening to music and shit. And uh, they had mentioned uh, that Gavin Newsom, because we were talking about the recall in California, and she was saying that Joanna Newsom is Gavin Newsom's uh, cousin or something like that. And I didn't know who the fuck Joanna Newsom oh, was. Geez. I just know that it was a name that I had heard before. So mm-hmm. Brian liked her and Emma didn't. And I was like, oh, I'll play a song. And I, I, I am so angry 
that it got into my body. I could have gone my entire life never hearing Joanna Newsom sing, and I could have been 100% okay with that. The shit was so grating. I think if if you have a problem with like the weird caterwauling that uh, Yoko Ono did, at least to me that was like a like an artistic choice. Wait, what did you Joanna call it? Newsom, that shit, caterwauling. Okay. It, it was the <laughs> best word that I could think of. No, that's that's uh, good. I, I need to add it because I don't yeah, know how to describe it. I think it. it was appropriate, but uh, yeah, Joanna Newsom was is 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 worse than that, and I just had to bring it up because it was fresh in my mind. Now it's out of my heart. Now it's out of my body, and I can move on with my life. I must say, I like Disney. Joanna Newsom. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm I'm throwing it out there. America, Dewan Johnson of the Country Brothers Podcast enjoys the sweet. Tones of Joanna Newsom. When I get to Arizona, it's gonna be I some smoke it. in the city, boy. Well, what what song do you like then? Since you, uh, what what did I, you I like? mean, because I, I I genuinely do like all the songs, and they're all like classic, like uh, bluegrass songs that have been done to death. So I'm gonna go by like the song that was like how it fit the scene and like what it meant to the uh, that exact moment. I think to me, outside of obviously uh, Man of Constant Sorrow, I'm gonna have to go with the uh, the clan leader singing "Oh Death." That yeah, that that, that was gonna that be shit mine. Was it's it's like creepy, Ralph but it Stanley. also highlighted perfectly, like how these how these these are just like shitty shitty people like. Cosplaying as like heroes and shit, like they're heroes in their minds. So he thinks he's singing "Oh Death" and it's like some deep, heavy shit, and he's just a fucking dweeb. And I, I think it was perfect because, like, uh, they're not the ones who died. Your homeboy died, the uh, the John Goodman dude. So I think, like, in in the the scenes in the movie, uh, I think that. That was the uh, the best song. I wonder if this is this if this is like uh, if this is the same like the the character's grandfather from uh, Roseanne. If that's like his, if Dan Connor, if this if if the dude with the uh, with the eye patch was Dan Connor's grandfather. I read that it was not. You think it's but linked? it is. It's it's not it's not linked to the to Roseanne. It's linked to Cloverfield, Cloverfield Paradox. Okay, that's what it's linked to. Is he in that movie? If 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 that's the second one where yeah, they're in is. a in a fucking barn, <laughs> yeah, then I think that's the one that I'm thinking of. It's Cloverfield something. I think it's Paradox though. I'm not gonna look it up, but yeah, it's it's I a whole it it's like, uh, it might be. Let's let's call it Cloverfield eight. Slash paradox. Got you. He's in Cloverfield Lane. Lane. Ten Cloverfield oh, Lane. Ten. I was way off. I was off like a motherfucker. But the intent was there, guys. The, the... Also, the best thing he's ever done is righteous. Did the the character in Righteous Gemstones? Just we gotta talk about that at some point. Maybe. Too. And you know what? Before we move on uh, to like another like set piece, did y'all? I don't know if y'all noticed or not. 
but and this goes back to like the breaking rocks being like a useless kind of uh evil thing to make a motherfucker do did y'all notice uh the two little uh the two little black kids carrying giant things of ice carrying the ice that made me think like yeah. all right so these little kids got to carry these giant things of ice and they're just gonna fucking melt so you're just doing it to be to like just to be evil it's like carry these giant blocks of ice and they better not have dirt on them and then it's just, just gonna melt then you probably got to go get another thing of ice maybe they didn't have jails yet maybe they were just in chains walking aimlessly just doing tasks damn I'd watch that movie. I'd watch a movie about a chain gang that was just like, that's just, was they life? And they just like walked around and went to restaurants and shit and like just lived their life, but as a chain gang. Yeah, you just move through the world and do the hardest shit you could think of. Damn. We need to write that movie. You write, you you a movie writer? Don't, don't, don't. We need to write that movie. I'm putting it on. I'm putting it on everybody. Before we before we move on from that, uh, I did read something where it says uh, that part where the the two black children are, are holding the ice. It's from a a, a popular photograph mm. from a woman named Eudora Wetley. Okay, and it's kind of like a it's it's almost like a, a I don't know kind of like a, a snapshot of that actual oh, word photograph. Yeah, so that's I don't know. It's kind of cool. Imagine how how dope this movie would be if before we watched it we did research. Yeah, but I'm not gonna do that because I didn't even catch. Other, I didn't catch them carrying. You know the other all. cool thing. Dig this. Uh, when I was talking about the uh, the the song at the very beginning, when they were singing the Paul Lazarus song, they tried to find the people who were singing on that song. And they actually found oh, one of dope. the people, and uh, the Cohen brothers gave them twenty thousand, gave them twenty thousand dollars for using his voice. Damn, pretty fucking dope. See, yeah, that's man. why the Cohen brothers they they can't go wrong. Like, yeah, Quentin Tarantino's ass wouldn't have done <laughs> Quentin that. Tarantino would have made a movie about a foot. They'd be like, all right, can we get a can we get a foot instead of this? Uh, we don't need to hunt down this person. Hunt down their foot. Cause he's at, look, hey, look, and also, country brothers, listeners, if y'all y'all motherfuckers like feet, cool. I'm not I'm not out here judging you for liking feet. So the uh, I, th- I think the the next part after the, the 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 what's it called scene, the Ku Klux Klan marching and all that, he uh, what's his, what's his name? Uh, George Clooney's guy. Well, hold on, bef- bef- before that. Before that, he uh, meets back up with his daughters and yeah, no, that's uh, what wife. I was saying. That's what I was getting to when they uh, go to like the okay. the little uh, the governor festival, festival rally and shit. Yeah, yeah. The part that got yeah. me, if if you if you watch it, the uh, part where she's talking about where the little girl is talking about like their new uh, uncle. Oh yeah, his that's name is that's full of favorite and, quotes. He's but a here, here's the thing: the last time. He's bound to She says that like three times, but the last time that she says it, one of the little girls says it with so much emphasis. If you look at his face when she says it, he's just broke. He's just like, <laughs> ah. Like, yeah, he puts his head like, down. He, he, well, he's bona fide. He was like, ugh. Ah. 
That's I love how they just keep saying he got run over by a train, <laughs> and but he's standing right there. <laughs> they moved on. Yeah, <laughs> I love his shit. And then when he talks to his wife, when he talks to his wife, he's like, "I'm I'm the damn paterfamilias." <laughs> That hit hard, man. Especially because I have kids. And then, so her, you, then her new uh, fiance's to, ass. You want them to love you forever, and nobody can replace you. But that hit me hard. Hey, hey! Unless you get hit by a train, <laughs> two, two two things need to be true Damn. for you to not be forgotten. One, don't get hit by a train. Two, you got to be bona fide, baby. And uh, I, I wrote his name down. It was a uh, Vernon Waltrop wow. or Waldrip? Waldrip. Vernon is... Waldrop. Bonafide, baby. That man got a got a good uh yeah. got a good that punch shit was too. so funny. It ain't nothing it ain't nothing better than like watching a, a like a nerd who you think you're gonna bully, and then my man just start putting hands on him. He was like bah, bah, bah. George Clooney had bah, no bah, business bah. in that fight. Yeah. And then the and then the shop uh the shopkeeper goes, now stay out of Walworth. <laughs> and he got those big teeth. I love that part. <laughs> I mean, they, they don't like, tell you. They, they don't tell you throughout the story, but but the whole time he's been in jail, he's known that she has another man. So you would think that he yeah, would prep a little bit he, more. Yeah, yeah, that's why he escaped. Find out, that's why he escaped, and uh, that's why the uh, his homeboys got mad. But at then him. he's like, but he's like, I look like George Clooney, and I'm sexy as shit. This dude can't do bonafide. nothing with me. I'm the pedophilias. But next thing you know, dude's he's bona fide, and his daddy got hit. He's got hit by a yep. train. Like, you got a small ring, stoked. and you're not bona fide. Oof, he's a sailor. Yeah, you better step, step your game up. They get that ring because she she is not having it. But what what does she what does she keep saying over and over? <laughs> God damn, I forgot to uh, I forgot to write it down. But she keeps saying something about the ring. It's just like a, a phrase that she keeps repeating. Fuck. It it, it, it I guess it don't matter. But when they Not talk when about the ring, she just yes, yeah, that, that's what it was. She counted to three, she said it, she counted to three. He was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> that means it, it, that's business." Oh, it's like I, I said that, my piece. That was, you know what? I take I take back what I said. I think that might be like my favorite line in the entire thing. Not her saying that she counted to three, but his reaction, like his he he just his resignation to the fact that she said she counted to three. Yeah, like he already do about it. He already knew what that meant. And he, it happens over He's been and down over that road and over many and a time. So fucking funny. God damn, that shit was funny. See, and if this this was this is us, we would have we would have had a flashback. We would have had a, some stories behind that. We would have had some crying. I know. It would have been it would have been like uh, <laughs> come to find out she was like raised in a motherfucking basement by rats, and she could only count to three. So that was like her coping <laughs> mechanism, like that movie. Like that yeah, movie, it, room. it turns out it's some depressing shit. Like, no, she just. I had to stop watching This Is Us. <laughs> I was like, this ain't even. That show's this ain't terrible. even a that, television that, show. No. That show ain't even enjoyable. It's just this is who can be, and then they start trying to come up with those TV shows that like, that are like, similar except on different channels. It's like, why would you want to do a remake, of another depressing ass song? Or not a song. I mean, of a, of honestly, I feel show. like they they probably took a poll for like psychologists and like what are people most fucking depressed about and what do they complain about and why uh baby issues, not having you know, divorce, adoption. They just hit all the trigger buttons. Yeah. 
parents in general, it seemed like from from that show. Now, if if Lars von Trier <laughs> Jesus. directed This Is Us, or like Michael Haneke or somebody, I'd I'd, I'd be into it. Funny games, the the the, the yeah. If they funny the games, this is us. I'd be into it, but as it stands right now, and I love sad shit. But this is uh, I was like, ah, this is like manipulative. It's like not even interesting to watch. It's like sappy, I ain't got time sad. For sappy sad. I ain't got not in my it's not life. Fun, sad. I'm bona fide. Also, did y'all notice? Uh, so she had so the three kids are out there singing. When he goes into the store before he gets beat up, she has the new baby, and then she has another little kid. And I just realized <laughs> she has her on like a, a like a rope. Oh yeah, yeah and all the yeah, kids yeah, are connected. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. That was good. My question was: Was was that was dope? Did he forget he had another daughter, or was he counting the one? No, he that knew he had his. another daughter. Somebody corrected him. He said, I want to be with my six daughters. Somebody says seven. But I'm assuming the new baby's not his. Maybe it is. Or no, it is his. He just didn't know. He didn't know that like that baby. That's a lot of damn daughters. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But hey, imagine that harmony. What if I know? What if they turn into sirens? Yep. That's what's going to Their dad got hit hit by a train. That's how they get you. It's like it's like the anime uh uh Magi Madoka Magica. Uh you know, these magical girls, they fight witches, but eventually once all their uh witch energy turns into negative energy, they become witches themselves. And uh, you know, that's what's happening with the sirens. The sirens get these dudes, these dudes procreate, they kids turn into witches. Uh if you don't get that reference, what watch Sorry. the show. It's streaming on Netflix and uh, Funimation, but it's uh yeah, Puella, Magi, Doka Magica. <laughs> the daughters turn into sirens. They only go for old blind men who ride the hand cars. Mm-hmm. Take them off the tracks, and according to your your thesis, all trains are going to crash. Yep, yep. Revenge. Because the 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 man sized mole people are going to come up out of the ground, and now we don't have the infrastructure to like get from one side of the country to the other that's the best we don't have we don't have like you know really good mass transportation uh at the time you got cars but you know that car is gonna take you what two three four maybe four miles and then then what about the part uh after that where they're in the uh the picture show spot and my man out here talking about, do <laughs> not take the treasure. Motherfucker ain't even paying attention to nothing. He's just like, I thought you turned into a horny toad. It just says it again. I love that part. That's probably one of my favorite parts of the uh, movie. What, what, what's one of you guys' favorite moments? Not necessarily the favorite scene, but a favorite moment of the movie. Uh, I mean, it, it gotta be the end. The just just the moment when they 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 go up and they sing, uh, "Man of Constant Sorrow," and everybody like loves it and they get pardoned, and then like, but then the like the the epilogue when the uh you think oh shit well now this bad guy is back, but then the fucking flood happens and they're magically saved. 
So I think that whole sequence from mm-hmm. the moment that they play uh, Man of Constant Sorrow to the like the end, shit is perfect. Dominique, since you're the you're the history buff, well, uh, I, I, did I, they flood areas on purpose? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not, because, not like that. Here, here, here's here's what you don't want to happen. Okay, the the mole people can't swim. You see, got you. The mole people can't swim, centaurs can't swim, and the devil can't swim. So they got word. Ain't no water exactly. in hell. So it's not that the devil doesn't have like the capability. Just like a human being, if it, look an adult human being, if you want to learn how to swim, you can learn how to swim. Like the devil could probably figure it out, but the devil lives in hell. Well, there there is no water, so he wouldn't have a concept of water. He wouldn't have a concept of swimming. So the muscles that he needs to swim, the coordination, he ain't got that. That's why they flood uh, areas uh, back then. That's just you know and he didn't want to believe that was act of God. Shit. He just wanted that to be a logical reasoning behind it, right? He didn't want mm-hmm. to get baptized. I, I can show you the the fucking. I can show you the math. You know, you might not understand it because it's very complicated. So I'm not gonna, you know, bore you with that. But yeah, trust me, it's it's it's. Duan, what was your favorite part? <laughs> My favorite part of the movie is probably uh, it's around the part near the end where they're singing, but it's the part when uh Papio Daniels, <laughs> he comes out from the from the side, it starts kind of like doing his little jig and dancing, and then he like lip licks his finger and like touches his butt and like shakes his butt. And then just gets like get on stage and just like, hey, fucking vote for me because I'm the one who did this. Was it his family? That was whole in the, scene uh, is so dope. That part in the KKK, right? No. Okay. The the dude running no. against him. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, the dude running against him was the was the KKK dudes because remember he he was over talking yeah. about there's some miscegenation and and, and 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 all this and all that and then he was and then there's a part. That me and Xavier, ever since he was a kid, like we would always be like, "Is you is or is you ain't my constituency." That's probably one of my favorite parts too. But like that whole little yeah. like maybe five minute window, in between like the parts of when, when they're singing the songs, like the stuff that's going on outside of that moment. When they uh, carried really him out me. Uh, after they was like, "Oh, you don't fuck with the soggy bottom boys. We don't fuck with you." And they put him on that pole and carried him out. I wrote. Uh, in my notes, mm-hmm. that's how they uh, kicked me out of uh, the bar on Ray's birthday. <laughs> put you on the beam. Yeah, put me on the beam. <laughs> like a pig. Sugar daddy. Shirt all ripped up, middle of sky still. I wasn't really digging the whole the whole mayor race or governor race, but that kind of tied it all in for me. It may, yeah, it made sense. And I, I bet if we if we. Uh, if we've ever read or watched anything else based on the Odyssey, I bet like that probably makes yeah. some sense. I guess it's a it's a feel good movie, and but, but the part I chuckled at out loud, <laughs> it must have been the it was the dude from the uh, the dude that was running against him uh, at the KKK rally. But <laughs> it had been I don't know how many hours after this rally it had been, but that man gets out the car <laughs> and he was and he was like uh, he was like God damn. He's like, whoever's seen such behavior, even amongst the colored or the mulattoes, maybe, using a Confederate flag as a missile. Because <laughs> he, like, that was why he was so, 
And then, and then the way he said Missile, so Missile. Out of everything that was going on, he just could not believe. That, that part is dope. That was a good throw, though. As a missile, using the Confederate flag as a missile. Yeah, and it it was it was so funny like during that part before that when they actually did throw it. He was like, "Do not let it hit the ground! Yeah. Do not let it hit the ground!" God damn, that shit was so funny. But then I love how fucking how uh, John Goodman's character died. Big, 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 big Dan, motherfucker. Uh, he he caught it, and then the the big ass fiery cross just hit his ass. I love I, I love those things. It's like, oh, don't get it twisted. We about to do this crazy thing where you're seeing like Klansmen for five minutes, and then you can tell the Cone Brothers is like, oh, it'll be worth it. We're killing them with their own bullshit. Yeah, it's it's, it's super dope. I love it. Yeah, it was like it was like th- like th- them and the way that they do it in like uh, what's the name for example uh, like Django Unchained. We're like, oh, they're doing like this clan shit, and then they start arguing about the mask and the holes, and whose wife is making them, and and then we'll go, yeah, like, it just shows how silly they are. <laughs> so I, I think definitely, I was like, the first time I saw it, I knew there was gonna be a fun payoff at the end because the fucking Coen Brothers are fucking geniuses. Well, because even. Cause even the the main characters when they when they have their uh, the hoods on because they're gonna save uh, their friend, they're doing everything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they're going the wrong ways and doing this that and other. But they're like, hey, fucking fuck these hayseeds. We're about to save our friend. And they do. And, and ultimately, this is a movie I about friendship, it. guys. That's what the Country Brothers are all about. We're about friendship. I mean, and that's we we're, we're got about a friend friendship. on the podcast today. I had a bunch of nice shit that I was gonna say to him to prove in that the we intro, have friends, but he, he he disrespected me <laughs> on my own show. So then uh, we already talked about that ending. Uh, we we can uh, go back to it. They the the, the the movie's over and everything is uh, great. They're famous soggy bottom boys. Uh, I know Dewan liked it. Just was this your first time seeing it, Justin? Yeah, it was my first time seeing it. It sounds like you liked it, right? Yeah, no, it was good. You know what? To be honest, though, the Coen Brothers at first it took it. It was acquired, acquired taste. I didn't, I didn't really get it at first, but after seeing, uh, you know, a bunch of other movies, that's kind of just how they are. A little bit quirky, um, you know. The story doesn't always have to go in a certain direction. It's almost just like a bunch of different scenes. Always something going on. Yeah, for uh, sure. So I definitely started to appreciate it. Um, no Country for Old Men. At first, I was like, mm, it could be a little bit more to it. But but uh, but that's kind of all you need. Like, I think that's what a lot of their movies do. They're like, they'll, they'll give you this, but they're not going to give you more. They're giving you what's on the plate. You, know, you can't ask for seconds or, or be like, hey, I want Because it's a lot of character there. shit. It's a lot of vibe. It's like it's like future, future can't rap. It, you know, <laughs> if it, nobody's gonna get mad if you put future on at a party, or if you just, just hanging out, somebody put on future, you're like, all right, this is cool for what it is. It's, it's good. Uh, yeah, the no country like no country road man and Fargo and you know all those movies, they're fucking character pieces. Like, yeah, it's the characters. Like I was thinking about it, and at the end, at the end, you see that you see that George Clooney was in jail because he. 
was trying to be a lawyer and didn't pass the bar or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So then you then I'm shit. thinking like, well, if you go back, like he always did see, seem to be like the strong lead and everybody everybody uh you know followed him, obviously. Except Pete at the beginning when he said, Who elected you later in this outfit? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But obviously he's he the main been character. Like mama. But then I'd go back and think and I and I wrote in my notes. Pete knew what was up. They're getting shot at, and this man says Damn, we're in a tight spot. Like six times. That's, that's, he didn't have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> just was like, I love that part. <laughs> so he doesn't have it a plan. He gets his ass beat. You know, he's just he's just worried about his pomade, his dapper dance. Like when the you saw the flood, the flood, the flood flooded his so house, before- and you see the <laughs> millions of cans of dapper dan. Yeah. He's like, we oh, got that's why he's not dan. bona fide. That's why he couldn't buy a ring. <laughs> What artist, and I'm going to keep it contemporary. So, like, contemporary meaning, like, maybe, like, maybe 80s, 80s to now. Who could you see doing either a, a, a new version of A Man of Constant Sorrow or like a, like a, a, a producer or whatever, like, using it to, like, make a beat Simple. and doing something with it? Phoebe Bridgers. You know what I mean? Phoebe Bridgers. Who you got? Featuring Megan Thee Stallion. There you go. She, she would be fire. She would be fire. Everybody would love it. You still think WAP holds up? Okay. I was okay. listening to it yesterday. Hell yeah, it holds up. WAP always holds up. What you need to listen up. to, though, what my, what my new uh, go-to butt song is uh, Big Booty by Gucci Mane, which also features Megan Thee Stallion. My man starts it off with uh, <laughs> tell the skinny hoes, point me where the thick hoes at. I'm like, all right, I'm on board. I'm on board. I love this song. And they take that two live crew beat. It's 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 a phenomenal song. But I digress. Uh, who do you think would uh, uh, who, who do you think would do a good job of uh, covering the song? Oh Anthony shit! Hamilton. Okay, I like that. I could see. Yeah, I do. I know you love Anthony Hamilton, Justin. Yeah, Anthony Hamilton. I think he could he could turn it into he could turn it into his own, but still have like the playfulness of it. Like he wouldn't like overdo it. I think he'd have fun with it, and his voice would definitely lend to lend to it. If we're talking like a country a country star, I could be lazy and just say Sergio Simpson because he would destroy it. But I think even, but even, but even then, I get, but Sturgill Simpson no, wouldn't do it, ladies. Sturgill Simpson that's would do cool. it. Sturgill Simpson fuck, would but do his own that's shit. That's a very obvious. Yeah. But that's just like an obvious, yes, obvious deal. Do y'all think Kanye nope. could, uh. What about Crazy Kanye? Could use it? No. That, like, so if, if Donda, that's just <laughs> coming out tonight, guys, Saturday. If Donda uh, had like a, a a snippet part on the beat of Man of Constant Sorrow, where he's probably talking about being sad because Kim K left him, yeah, I think mean, he, he might be able it. to turn like a snippet, but I don't know if he could. And then it would have Bonnie there on the uh, on the track because don't fuck with Bonnie Bear. Yeah. Hey Justin, who who would you who who would you have cover yeah. the song Man of Constant Sorrow? Uh, so like we talked about, I don't really listen to country too much, but when I was doing the research, uh, 
I was looking at who uh, T-Bone Burnett produced. So I listened a little bit of Low Country Blues. Uh, is that one of the Almond Brothers? One of the Almond Brothers yeah. passed away, so now it's only Greg Almond, or they did their own mm-hmm. solo stuff. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I feel like he could do it. All right. You know what? Let's talk a little bit about T Bone Burnett. So you, Dominique, you remember when this? This was around the time that, that, like, when this movie was coming out, the whole like old timey or or rootsy mm-hmm. revival kind of thing was going on, and T Bone Burnett was on everybody's album. He was he was producing everybody's Amazing. shit. The the like T Bone Burnett. T Bone Burnett was to like folk country music as Pharrell was to like I mean T-Bone Burnett was a a good producer that's what I'm saying I don't mean that pejoratively like he legit like all he did was make gold like everything he did was really good and to be honest some of the albums that he's producing now are still good he just has a he has an ear and a knack for like authenticity I think like T-Bone Burnett's dope yeah, I, 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 fucks with I like T Bone Burnett. Like maybe yeah, like especially as a producer for sure. Well, let's put a uh, let's put a let's put some ratings on it. Out of out of five, what what, what would you give it, Justin? I'll uh, start I with you. Three point five to four. It's kind of the middle. I mean, it's kind of the middle of the pack. I don't have a bad Coen Brother film that I've seen, so I don't know what I don't know what I would call a one. So. If we just going like just a movie as a standalone movie, then I'm at, I'm gonna go with I mean, it's it's a five. I think it's fucking it's a great movie. But if we're going like just Coen Brothers movies, I don't think it's uh as good as Big Lebowski, Fargo, or uh, Barton Fink. Oh, oh, so hold on. You know what I just realized? I forgot. The uh, governor is the same dude that says, your revolution is oh, over, yeah, Lebowski. Is Get a job, Lebowski. That's the same dude. But, but yeah, so I'll give it a five, but I think okay. it's a it's a middle anyway, uh, a middle uh, Coen Brothers movie. Uh, kind of similar to that. I'd give it a five as a movie, like on its own. I love it. It's one of my probably top, I'm going to give it top 10 favorite movies of all time. As a Coen's Brothers movie, I'd probably give it a four, though. Like, it's... I'd give it a four. Like, I'd probably give... I'd probably put it in the top... Eh, could I put it in top three? I'll do top three uh, Coen's Brothers movies. Do you like Big Lebowski more? Uh, see, that's the thing. I feel like that's almost a tie for me. I, I like them both a lot. Like, I'd put... It'd be Big Lebowski, uh, No Country for Old Men, and then... Uh, Better than Fargo? And then, oh, brother, where art thou? You ain't bona fide. You ain't bona fide. Fargo would be... Fargo would be... Fargo, Fargo would be, is a perfect what? movie. But I, that's the thing. I, I don't know if I could... Fargo is perfect. I don't know what I would take off then. It'd be, it'd be three... It'd be three B. <laughs> You're a bum. I'll go with You're that. You're a bum. We'll go and three now, now I'm angry. So I'm going to end the podcast right now. Uh, but before we go... Justin, do you want people to follow you on social media or not? <laughs> Is that what you do in your show? No, yeah, nobody wants to follow Andy, me. If you want people to follow you on social media, all right, don't follow him. Nobody wants to follow uh, him. Yeah, nobody wants to follow him. You know what? Don't. He, he ain't got nothing funny to say. But, he, hey, in the group chat, yeah, 
just in to pop in with some with some gems. Group chat be lit. But yeah, uh, if you want to follow me, I'm at the Dom Johnson on the internet. Uh, Dewan, where can they find you? Polecat underscore. You know what? Let me see if I can get one country brother to follow her. Follow her. All right. At Justin. Where can, they, where can they follow you? At Justin Capello. <laughs> All socials. Like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe. Hit him up. Uh, if, 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 if you like it, you know, tell your friends to give it a listen. Uh, give us a rating on the uh, the, the iTunes uh, podcast app. Five-star rating. Uh, write a review. It helps out a lot. Um, check out Matt Ravellis. He's the cat who did our uh, intro song. And Mike Matola. He does uh, really cool line by line uh, art. I think I think if you look it up, it'll be uh, line by line uh, dot com. But uh, yeah, you can buy shit. I got one custom made for my mom. He was on the fucking Kelly Clarkson show. Yeah, buy some shit from Mike Matola. He's a goddamn genius. Uh, yeah. So, and also let us know. Let us know what you guys want to uh, want us to talk about in the in the. Uh, and either in the comments or in the in the, in the yeah, sign my DM DMs. the direct message. And yeah, if you if you want us to talk about a certain movie or or if you guys just have questions or if you want to uh, want us to talk about a certain album or, or artist or whatever, yeah, just let us know. All right, we cool. Uh, and also, thank you, Xavier, for uh, editing and producing the podcast and putting random shit in when we tell you to. Uh, thank, you, thank you again. Big shout out, Justin Capello. Uh, known dude for like 20 years. Uh, so yeah, y'all be cool. Bye. See ya. Have a good one.